broadcasting from Northeast Florida. This is the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Here are your hosts, Captain Don Taylor Jr. and Captain Ty McNeely. Yo, 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 what's up? This is the Beard and the Mullet. Man, what kind of is that? What's up, man? It's like you're like at a rap concert trying to get everybody to stand up and dance okay. or something. won't you do it? How you doing, folks? This is uh, Captain Don Taylor yeah, Jr. and I'm with Captain Tommy McNeely. <laughs> Captain Don Taylor. You jackass, man. Anyways, folks. Look at me. This is the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. What's up, everybody? How you doing, bud? And we're oh. live tonight on remote at the Down Under. You know, it's called Down Under, right? Yeah, Down Under Restaurant. You know what I just said? I don't know. You asked me a question. I gave you an answer. Well, you looked at me like I said something wrong. No, I'm just looking at you. Anyway, so we're at the Down Under <laughs> Restaurant in the beautiful Fernandina Beach area. Yeah, it's actually a pretty cool place. Um, deck outside. We got good food here, drinks, and uh, we have two very special guests tonight. And I can't wait to get into this, but we got to handle some business first. Talk about this new wigs on here, bud. Uh, <laughs> Put you on the spot right off the you bat. me right into that's it. right, right off the bat. So as Captain Don said, we're sitting here at uh, the uh, Down in a Restaurant here in uh, Fernandina Beach. You just said that, didn't the, I? Yeah, I just said you said that. Okay. You need to listen more than you talk sometimes. I can't hear for the guy over here talking. So we, uh, this is on Kingsley Creek or the Intercoastal Waterway, depending on where you're from and who you know, how long you've been around. You call it one way or the other. And uh, it amazes me that this is not a no-wake zone here. You got a intercoastal waterway. You got a, a bascule bridge. You got a marina. You've got a boat ramp. You've got boat bascule docks. Bascule bridge. Bascule bridge. That's what it's called, buddy. You learned that in captain school. So you got a, a bascule bridge. You got a. You got fenders for the uh, bridge. Um, you got all the elements. It's for like it. a train trussle bridge to me. Yeah, it's called a bascule bridge. Let's get all technical here. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a bridge. I just wonder anyways. why. I just wonder why it's not a, a no wake zone. And there's a couple spots that I, that you see. And uh, what is it? Clapboard Creek right there by the palms, where we were at. Uh, yes. Last episode, the same way. It's yes. set up without the railroad tracks and the bascule bridge or the railroad bridge. Yeah, we actually saw this um, crabber come flying by here a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, they get after it through here, and it's just amazing <laughs> to me. And that, you know, there's state statutes that lay out what a no wake zone looks like, and. What it can be and what it should be. Mm-hmm. The uh, what is that? What is that, by the way? The statute. Yes. This is 500 foot from a boat ramp. It's no wake zone. 300 foot from a bridge. 300 foot from a dock of mooring. Uh, 300 uh, while you're inside a fender system, uh, bridge fender systems. No wake zone. However, none of that applies if the county that you're operating in does not have an ordinance that says it's a no wake zone. Hey, you're just overflowing well of this useless knowledge. I tell you what. Anyways, you asked a question. I gave you. An I answer. appreciate the answer, buddy. Is that, was that accurate, though? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty accurate. So, what what else is uh, on hot, hot topic this evening here on the Backwater Hustle? Um, well, we're gonna, you know, with our guests that we have on here today, we're gonna talk about um, instead of fishing, so to speak, we're gonna talk about baits, so to speak. We're gonna talk about shrimp and crabs and seafood and. We talk about some oysters a little bit too. Oysters, you know, stuff you can eat, stuff fish eat, you know, everything. I mean, we're just gonna we're gonna talk about it, and, you know, crabbers and shrimpers and whatever. Right? I'm actually excited because just the brief time we've got to speak with these two lovely ladies uh, off air, uh, I've learned more in the last, you know, 20 minutes. 
Yeah, that I've learned uh, in like you know why there's some, what, but there's a bunch of stuff that she just said that I have I've never heard yeah. ever, which is just it's crazy, you know. Which yeah, it's, she's it's really a, cool though, you know what I mean. And um, we'll go ahead and introduce these young ladies if you don't mind. The uh, we have uh, Miss uh, Miss Bonnie McKenzie from uh, Lofton Creek Seafood and More. How you doing? Good. Thank you, Good. Ty. Thanks for the seafood for being queen, here. correct? The Thank seafood you for inviting queen. Us. She actually has a big diamond encrusted shrimp on her necklace tonight. Right. It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I don't have one of those. Uh, yeah, I got a shark's tooth. <laughs> that's what I got. But no, that's uh, so he actually has a little locket with my when picture. When shrimping is your life, you have a shrimp around. He has, your a, he has a locket with a picture of me inside of it is what he has. <laughs> so we're gonna talk to Miss Bonnie brought us a treat. Uh, she brought us a shrimp uh, that would probably pull drag off one of your uh, one either, of your reels. Either that it would or it would take five people to eat at one of the It's other. a big shrimp. Yeah. It's the it's biggest a, shrimp I've ever seen. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that a little bit and, and uh talk it looks about like some. a lobster kinda in a way. It's, I mean it's as big as a lobster, wouldn't you say? Tastes just like a lobster too. It doesn't really. That's yes, what's sir. important. Wow. Yes, cool. how it tastes. And we have but, you know obviously what what we've all learned in life, but looks can be deceiving though, correct? Yes, they exactly, can. Exactly. Yes. So we've also got Miss Amy Tucker. Hey, she, everyone. she is the seafood princess up here in this area. Thank you. Speak up a little bit for me. There, thank you. There you go. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, right. Miss Amy, you work at uh, with Miss Bonnie, correct? I do. It's so she's the seafood princess. That's why I said princess. Yeah. Yeah. What did uh, you say? I got you. No, you said that. I wasn't listening. What, 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 was it echo around here or something? Yeah, there's echo. Okay. So, so you work so you, you, all, I guess you work with Miss Bonnie, and uh, you work at uh, Lofton Creek Seafood, correct? I do. Now, is that, is that your business name of all your companies you have, or is that just like one entity or what? My Lofton Creek Seafood and More is my business, okay. and then we have the Miss Bonnie Shrimp Boat, which belongs to my husband. We have to have separate entities because we do not meet head-to-head all the time. Like Miss Jenna. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. You mean to tell me that you guys are husband and wife? And you own Lofton Creek Seafood More, and he owns Miss Bonnie the Shrimp Boat. Yes, sir. And you guys do not see eye to eye all the time. No, sir. That's amazing. That that's question. What does he not agree with you about? <laughs> right. More like it. The way I run and conduct my business. There you go. I understand. Hey, I wouldn't want to mess with her, for sure. So <laughs> what? So what do you actually do? You do, Miss Amy, for uh, let's. Uh, well, I just want to get a little quick bio on both of them, and then yeah. we'll start. So what do you do for Miss Bonnie or a seafood place over there? I sell Lofton raw Bay. seafood to customers. Most okay. of it is more customer service. So, to, to, so the folks, uh, tell us real quick. So, so if folks want to get in touch with your seafood company, uh, how do they get in touch with you guys and place an order or whatever the case may be? How about telling everybody all that information if you don't mind? Um, they can find us on Facebook okay. as well. She has a business page on Facebook. Um, and then also you could... Name of it. What's, what's the name yeah. of it on Facebook? It's Lofton Creek Seafood and More. Okay. We have a telephone number, 904-548-0803. You could call us and ask anything about the products we carry. Okay. Or you could stop at the shop Tuesday through Sunday. We have different times that we open during the week. And where are you guys located up here? 463-479, State Road 200. We are... Wait, she just said what? Say that again? Uh, it sounded like some NASA launch code it to like, me. It's like, it like. It like a phone number or something. 8675309. That's our one Phil Tim singing. So to give us that address one more time. It's 463-479, State Road 200. Sounds like a lottery numbers or something. In Uly, Florida. Yes. Florida. Okay. Now, is that for folks... So that, 
I mean, I'm from Jacksonville, obviously, so that's uh, 95 to A1A. Yes. And then go east on A1A till you hit Yuley, and then you guys are, I yeah, guess, down the left, right, if I'm not mistaken? A mile on the left from 17. A mile left from 17. Mile, okay. okay. What's your big seller right now, Amy? Shrimp. 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 Okay. All right, good. Why? Just ask this question. Why is it the big seller right now? And I guess I'm just trying to, if you sell a little bit of, it, it's a little bit of everything, or, or a lot of everything, I should say, uh, is this a certain time of the year for shrimp? Or is that, I mean, what's what's the whole thing behind shrimp being your big seller? Um, normally, this time of year, you have a lot of holidays and graduation and um, a lot of people do low country boils around here. Okay. So y'all sell to the the individual as well as the commercial folks, is that right? We sell, to, we sell to local restaurants, we okay. sell to individuals, and we sell to businesses as far as out of county. Yeah. So you guys sell to, uh, you guys sell to just about anybody. Anybody wants to buy shrimp or, or bait or crabs? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. I, I didn't know. Uh, I mean, I if know you're we, looking for fresh and local, we've got it. Now, I know, yeah. Ty, I, I have been to your shop up there on uh, A1A. I guess y'all called this A1A, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, A1A. Been up there. Sir, me, come on. It's habit. Sorry. I know the feeling. My mama raised me right. <laughs> uh, now, is that the only little stand? At, is that where I went to, was that y'all, that little stand we went to, is that the actual business itself as well, or you have another location where like all the... All the other types of seafood, I guess, you sell. Yeah, we sell from that location that you've been to, and okay. we also sell fresh off our boat at gotcha. the docks. That's a cool deal. I've never actually met a real live shrimper before. It's a real deal right like here. Like a commercial shrimper before. I mean, I've seen, you know, I know guys, guys go out there cast nets, and I watched the show not long ago on television. Who was that on television about the shrimping industry here in Fernandina, and they were on some old, older guy's boat, and I think he had his wife with him. It was, like, uh, it was on ESPN or the World Fishing Network or something. Yeah, and, I'm not sure of that. Yeah, and he talked about how the weather was here in our area, and they showed him and his boat out in the middle of somewhere out here and uh, talking about the storms and all that kind of stuff. And this was like maybe maybe two years ago, a year ago or so. Some older gentleman. Yeah, never seen it. The only time I've seen, I've seen him actually in person one time at Egan's Creek. Matter of fact, he's real kind of he's a lot older guy. You know, older and with fishermen's a relative term because once you fish five years, a twenty-five year old guy looks fifty. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know that money I mean, you put into that boat will age you fast. The sun too. But yeah. like, yes, like my sir. hands, for instance. I mean, yeah. I've had people make comments about my hands. So I had to go out and wear gloves. I wear gloves all the time now when I fish because they they swell and they just you know. Anyway, yeah. so it's uh, about my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Amy, you uh, obviously you, you work at Lawton Creek Seafood. You're around it all day. You're around the shrimp and the crabs and everything else there. Do you fish? Do you like to fish? What, what's going on with that? I do. I've been fishing all my life ever since I was little. We uh, lived on a lake, and then, you know, I met my fiancé and been saltwatering, saltwater fishing ever since. Are you from this area? I am. And you're from Yuli also, correct? Yes. Is it Yuli or Yuli? Yuli Cooley. Yuli, okay. Yuli Cooley. Yeah, I know you said earlier that you uh, you fish all the time, your mama too. Uh, how, how old are your kids? Um, I have a five-year-old and about to be 12-year-old. Do they share the same passion for fishing like you guys do? Not my oldest. My youngest does, though. Yeah, that's really. good. So what are you guys targeting right now? What are you out there catching? Right now, it's all about sharks and that's what i look for every summer yeah they're up here right now pretty big pretty they are now is that your favorite fish to target is sharks it is no and why is that just because they're amazing for years i thought they were 
you know, bite you on the beach, kill you kind of thing. And so I started catching them and learning about them. And they're just a beautiful type of species. I love it. They get your adrenaline going. Now, what's your favorite type of shark? I know you really can't go out and target sharks because you can't see them. But what's your uh, favorite type of shark to catch and why? Um, I would have to say the nurse shark now that I caught one because they're totally different than a regular shark. Their mouth is different. and They are pretty, though. I mean, I, I've caught a couple of sharks. I've caught some with Ty and then by myself, but I caught a nurse shark last year, about 225, and got him up on the boat. I, I was like, I've, I've worked that hard to get you. I'm going to take a picture with you, you know. But just sharks in general, like their whole bodies, how you, it's, it's all muscle, I mean, from, you know, head to tail. and Kind of like uh, me. And they pee through their skin. Yeah, they pee through their that skin. That is kind of weird, yeah. yeah. And, and if you're a shrimper, you do not like a shark. Well, you know, we follow behind the shrimp boats sometimes in Jacksonville off the beach. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they just open. In fact, when they open it up in Jacksonville, when they're allowed to shrimp off the beach, when's that? June 1st. Okay. We open up June 1st. You can shrimp inside the three mile. If you have smaller nets, you can also shrimp inside of that one mile. Okay, so that's why I'm seeing the guys now, uh, you know, a couple hundred yards off the beach or, you know, maybe, you know, I guess about maybe, I guess about a couple, in fact, 500 yards, I guess, off the beach? Yes, they can come in. If they have smaller nets, they can come inside the one-mile marker. If not, we have to stay between that one-mile and the three-mile marker. Yeah, we follow behind you. We follow behind you guys, obviously, and we'll, you know, cast, you know, behind the boat and we'll hook up tarpon and sharks and that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, so... When you go out and target a shark, tell me about y'all set up trying to catch a shark. Um, it's all about the real size and what it can handle. And Okay, so what size rod do you use and what size reel do you use? We have a 9-aught pin. We have a 12-aught pin. And I couldn't tell you about the rod because I'm no good at that. But, That's fine. And then, you know, we use various type of bait, stingray, bonita, anything really that, you know, has a lot of blood in so it. I'm assuming it's cut bait then. Yeah. Right? So now, since you work at a bait store, you just can you just like you, do you just know what like the best bait is to, for each species of fish or stuff like that? And do people ever come up to your store and go, "Hey, Amy, uh, I'm going fishing for I'm going shark fishing or redfish. Yeah. Redfish. Yeah. Red fish yeah. What, what bait should I use? Have you learned all that stuff and everything? Oh yes, yeah, so okay. I can tell them what the fish are wanting to bite and where to go get them. Oh, she knows. She don't give locations, huh? She knows the locations. Really? You, you and I, Captain Don, had caught some nice monster redfish a few months back. Yeah, I know. and uh, we blurred out the background, and um, I, oh, that's her. And that was her. <laughs> yeah. That's how I met she, she called us out right off. That's the bat. not cool, by the way. <laughs> no, if she I'd was known very. That, she would have been on here. Tonight. She was I'm very. Just she was very <laughs> quick joking. to delete her comment. Yeah, and back yeah, her yeah, line. yeah. I was yeah. like, Ty, who yeah. in the is that right there? You know, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, what are you talking about? So you need to go check that out, buddy. You that's know. when I first met Ty. I felt horrible. Yeah. I was, oh, that's but, when you first met her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I had posted those photos on the Nassau. Isn't it amazing how people know that stuff, though? Well, let's just... And they better get a question. Why are you looking at the background, not the fish we caught? my question. Oh, I was looking at the fish, but I knew exactly what dock y'all were under when you caught them. Where we were at. Yep. So, Amy, just to give a little background, you you run a, a Facebook uh, closed group up here. or Is it a closed group or is it a public group? Uh, it's a public group. Now, you do have to join it to be a member. Okay. We created that group about three years ago, me and my fiancé. It's called Nassau County, Florida Fishing Report. She keeps mentioning this fiancé. Why don't you go ahead and just say the guy's name? I mean, you know, he he, even though he's not here, I mean, my, he I've heard that word about nine times tonight. He come tonight. His name is John Boatwright. Everybody calls him JR. Okay. okay. He's a local guy up here, I'm assuming. Or, he is. Okay. I'm, should, okay. should have been here tonight, John. Now that we got that, got that out of the way, go ahead. I'm sorry. But um, we created that three years ago, and it's 
just a big old fishing family. Everybody, I tell everybody, you can go in there, ask where the fish are biting, post your pictures, you know, get your bragging rights of what you landed. Right. Are people like, are they truthful in, well, in there? Or all it, fishermen are liars, except for me and you, and yeah. I'm not so sure about you. you know, I don't lie. I'm just vague. <laughs> I, I've learned you just be vague. You don't, you don't, you know, the best way is not to lie, because if you do lie, and then they come back and say something, then you're the bad guy. If you're just vague about it, then they can't really get mad. If uh, you're a fisherman, all fishermen lie. That's right. You can't give away your secrets. Yes. Yeah, and you know what? People don't, I don't have the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> but mind. if you tell our shrimp boat captain that, please tell him to hush because he tells all the shrimpers when he's catching shrimp. Really? Right. And then we have them all there. And he all right ride around your boat? Yes, Is that sir. the way it works? So, Amy, so what, what like got you into fishing? As a, Obviously, you're a, a female, and you know, you know some females well, fish now. Some of them. Captain Donald, I'm going to stop for a second. This is a banner day for us here on the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. These two young ladies are our first two female guests on the show. Well, that's a, that's a banner yeah, day. That's, yeah, that's yeah. True, yeah, yeah. So it's a cool thanks, place. I'm never. I mean, on. I come up here to Ferndina every now and then. If I do, it's mainly to fish. But I never really get to hang out here in Ferndina. So, so it's in a cool little town. We're gender diverse. Absolutely, buddy. Or we're so, non-gender specific. I'm not however, sure. Which however, one you want to put it, buddy. Okay. Sure, right. sure world. So, I just live in it. Go ahead, man. I so no what. Uh, What's your what's one of your earliest uh, recollections of fishing, and you know, what made you decide to? Was it your fiance that like you know got you into fishing now, or have you always fished your whole life, or what? Fished my whole life. My daddy taught me how to freshwater fish. I grew up on a lake, and that's all we did. That's cool. What did y'all catch bass? I guess bass, brim, anything. I'll never forget the first time I went in the canoe by myself and hooked a good old size bass and couldn't get the hook out out of paddle all the way and get my dad to get the hook out that's cool so now uh so you were stranded out on a lake i guess and you had this fish that was dying and you couldn't get the hook out of or did you just put them in the water and drag them back no i sure couldn't i was trying to get the hook out to catch another one <laughs> i got you that's cool so now have you always fished over the kind of like peaks and valleys of it or are you just ever since you've been little you remember fishing and, and obviously you say your dad's one talks you how to fish. Yes. Very cool. Enough parents this time of day don't take their kids outdoors. We say this all the time on here. Uh, I think we'd be a lot better off as a society, as a country, if A, parents spend more time with their children. And I know mom and dad works. I get it. But uh, you get them off the Xbox. I know when I was raised, you know, when I was younger, my parents, we were outside from the time we got from school to the streetlights came on. And this time of day, their you know, kids are inside. They're on the Xbox, PlayStation, and... I told Ty, we had, I think on the last show, or maybe two shows ago, and so I'm, I'm amazed at the children when they come on to do a trip with us. I could be a father and, you know, their, their children or our whole family. And the kids that you can tell have been outside, they're kind of acclimated to the outdoors. They're just, I mean, they, they seem, they're just so polite, more well-mannered. And I'm not saying that all kids are that way, so I don't want to get in any trouble. But uh, I mean, I've had them the totally opposite way. And you can just tell they went, haven't been exposed to it, didn't want to be there. You know, want their Xbox or want their PlayStation. It's like, you know, I, you know. It's just, so it's kind of just a, you, it's almost you, but you can tell. It's like a uh, help me out here. You know, it's, it's just a way of life, I guess, so well, to speak. It's, it's a value. Value. There you yeah, go. I mean, that's what it is. And you know, fishing's. You know, you get together with your family and you do it and you eat fish and, and catch well, fish. It's a very wholesome, fish. traditional value. And it is. In this country as a whole, I think I don't know how we got on this topic all of a sudden, but you know, we've gotten all PC about everything. Save this, save that. And we're going to talk about this in a little bit about, you know, your line of business and if you've had any issues with regulations and conservation efforts and that kind of stuff. And so, but we'll, we'll get back in a second. So your favorite fish is a shark, we said. What's your biggest shark to date? 
the biggest shark? Mm-hmm. I would have to say the five-footer that we caught. And, and that was a nerf yeah. shark? It was. Was it like a pink-looking color? They're pink-looking. No. Brownish pink? This was like a light tannish color. Oh, okay. That's and they're speckle, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're speckled. Do they change colors with brown? Okay, because when yeah. I, I'll show you a picture of it. Uh, he was, I guess he was light tan, but he looked almost kind of pinkish to me, maybe. Or I guess tan, I guess tan's a good color. That one. Yeah, tan's a good color. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All depending on their surroundings. What I'm amazed at when I was holding him, what I was amazed about when I was holding him is that, uh, is that uh, how they're like sandpaper. Yes. And I had all kind of things in my arms from holding him. I didn't realize that, you know, if you drag your hand back against him, that I mean, they'll, they'll prickle you up, prime you up, you know. And uh, trust me, I, ha- I had marks all in my arms on both sides from where, just from holding him and him, you know, squirm. Anyways, uh, what else would you like to ask Mrs. Amy or Miss Amy? Uh, so if you Ms. had a Bug preference, Wright-Tuckers. saltwater, freshwater, where would you, what would you be? What would you fish more? Saltwater. Saltwater. Why and, is that? Yeah. I would have to say the bigger fish and more variety. Yeah, a lot more. It seems there's a lot more saltwater out there than freshwater. Yes. Yeah, it's very diverse, you know, and it's fun. You can almost always go out and catch something, and um, I just like it, too. It's um, I, it's definitely the diversity. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, have you caught any redfish before or trout or flounder or anything? I have, but it seems like all the baby redfish are magnets to me. Yeah, that's all right. So where are you catching all these baby redfish at? <laughs> I'm not giving you that information. Great answer. <laughs> I think we were talking earlier. You said that you fish from the shore. That's correct? I do, I do. Now... Is there certain areas up here in this area that are more inclined to shore fishing, or do you guys have certain spots that y'all can go to that because you're locals, or is it all, hey, we got to go like to Fort Clinch, let's, let's say, for, I'm just using that example because I know what that is. Yeah. But is there other places that that are onshore friendly? I guess that's a good way to put it. I would have to say Fort Clinch is one of our favorite spots, and right here underneath the bridge where Down Under is. We okay. fish on the other side. Yeah, you don't have to tell us spots. Now, yeah, but well, I'm just asking about if people want you know, people up here traveling or they come to the area, they don't have a boat. Is there certain areas that people can go with their family to like a park or something that they can hang out at up here? So I guess kind of, that's kind of where I was heading with that. Yeah, so, there's yeah. a lot of spots up here. And like she said, the two spots she mentioned are obviously community holes. Okay. And, um, you know, they, they there's fish. some good fishing community holes. There, you know? Yeah, there are there are some good fish. And there's good fishing right here, matter of fact. Just like you're saying, off the east side of the bridge here, it's good fishing. Um, so, you know, Fort Clinch is a good um, a good place to go because you've got the inlet coming in right there. So you've got an influx of fresh water, fresh salt water, clean salt water coming in. So it's always, it's always been a good fishery out there. And, uh, I want to so ask her about a, the club real quick also. Really? What's the name of the club up here again? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to make notes as I'm talking, and I can't read my hat. It's, right a, um, it's Facebook group page. It's called Nassau County, Nassau County, Florida Fishing Reports. So if some, someone online is listening over there, they, they can go on Facebook or, and, and look up Nassau County Fishing Reports, and they can check it out. Do you yes. have to join or have to, be a, a, you have to be accepted to join or what? Yeah, you just join, and our okay. admin teams, we accept you in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll it's, do. yeah, it's a good group. Um, I'm a member of that group, and they let you be a member. Yeah, they let me be a member. Actually, let me be well, an admin well, of it. Well, folks, yeah. anybody can be a member. Anybody can be a member. Then yeah. am I a member but of that? I don't know. I, I don't think so. But it's uh, a yeah. anyway. But it's a good you group. Are. Am it's I a member group. group? Yeah, yeah, yes. It's I, a good group to be in. It's a lot of good information. I don't so troll Facebook. You know, I, I go on there and I post pictures for my trips and 
I try to stay away from all that stuff. Up. So yeah, we anyway. just so we're here. We're about what uh, ten days or so, eleven days into the month of June, and uh, whatever. Today's the seventh. The seventh. What are you talking about? Well, in my world, I'm ten or eleven days into it. I don't know what the date is. Hand, I fish. I don't keep track of the calendar. So, shrimping season opened up on um, June first, right, Miss Bunny? June first, they closed the rivers down April and May for the shrimp to come into spawn, and then when they opened them up June first, our big boat, our ocean boat, which is an eighty-foot desco, can come inside the three-mile marker and shrimp. Okay. How about if you don't mind introduce yourself to everybody? I know yes. I know we already have, but if you don't mind, tell us who you are, where you're from. Uh, obviously, know what you do, but just kind of reiterate that again. And then we'll get into, if you don't mind, we'll ask you some very specific questions because there's a lot that I don't know that I'm dying to ask you. Uh, and I'm sure everybody would be in, super interested to, to hear what we're going to ask you because uh, most people don't have the opportunity to, to sit down and, uh, you know, have, have a conversation with someone like yourself. So if you don't mind, just take us from the top and let's go from there. My name is Bonnie McKenzie. I'm the owner of Lofton Creek Seafood and More and co-owner of the Miss Bonnie Shrimp Boat, which is an 80-foot Desco when we are an ice boat, we're not a freezer boat. So all of our shrimp are iced versus being IQF, which is instant quick froze, in a brine and put in a freezer. Okay. Our and, shrimp are fresh. And, and in layman terms, that, that's what it means that the shrimp are, are always fresh. That's yes, fresh. sir. Exactly. Our okay. shrimp are iced versus being an ice boat or a freezer boat, which okay. they are put in a brine and actually frozen, quick frozen and put in a freezer. Where ours are just layered with ice and brought in. So you guys had the, the one boat, I guess, or yeah, how many we boats? We actually that? had two, and we got rid of one headache, and we still have another one. Okay. So, so how many boats out there are like you guys that do the ice boat instead of the ICQ or IQC? IQF. IQF. Um, we're actually a dying breed, um, but our shrimp are the freshest, and mm-hmm. you can actually tell the difference in your shrimp. And tell folks how you can tell that difference. Um, when you have an IQF shrimp, they have been processed in a salt brine, which actually dries the shrimp out when they are frozen. Our shrimp are fresh, so you're getting the actual true taste of the flavor of the shrimp when they're brought in. And can you kind of, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask if I'm a buyer, I'm a purchaser, and I come to buy shrimp from you or someone else, hopefully from you at Lofton Creek, how do I know, how can I look at that shrimp as a, as a purchaser? as a consumer and know if it's been frozen or if it's fresh. And what should it, I guess my question was going to be, and that, that's a great question, and then what should it technically taste like? I mean, I, I've, I've eaten shrimp my whole life, but what is the main, I guess, difference between both processes? Your fresher shrimp are going to actually have a good texture. They're going to have a, a like more tender texture to them. They're going to be easier to peel. Your IQF shrimp that have been processed in the brine are actually going to be harder to peel because your salt actually draws the moisture out of your shrimp. So when you're thawing them out and buying them, your shrimp are going to be hard to peel. Um, the color is going to be different. Your whiskers, your antennas on the shrimp are going to be gone. So let me ask you this: uh, then. they're going to be gone. They so are once because they're frozen, once they're, they're frozen, they break off. Okay, that, okay. Makes, that makes sense. So let me ask you this question: I've always wondered this. Um, you may have, and if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. What is the turnaround time? Uh, so let's say your your shrimper heads out, he goes out for the day, I guess, and catches his limit of shrimp. Does he then return and then bring them to you guys, and then you guys send them to market? And then let's say I go to Publix, for instance. 
those those shrimp that I'm looking at at Publix, what is normally like the turnaround time from when you guys catch them to when I see them at Publix to when I actually eat them? So what, what's, can you give me a date range kind of maybe? Um, we only stay out about three to five days, all depending on our catch. If we catch a lot, then we stay out a maximum of seven days. But after that seven days, them heads are going to start turning. When you say stay out, what do you what do you mean? We stay out shrimping. I mean, you like out in the ocean, you mean? Yes, sir. We okay. stay out shrimping in the ocean, and How we far are you guys continually. Go out? Not, you don't have to give me like spots, um, but I mean, I'll... we're between the one mile and three mile marker right now. Okay. Um, we drag on them shrimp. If we catch a lot of shrimp, we're coming in. Most of our shrimp off our boat is are deheaded. Your heads turn faster than the bodies do, and ice down. Three to five days, we have to bring them shrimp in with the heads on. With the heads off, five to seven days. Okay. So, so I guess so when, when I see them in the grocery store, then I, I guess let me back up. Is like the grocery stores, are they the kind of places that you guys uh, distribute to? Or y'all just uh, restaurants and local folks and that kind of stuff? Or um, no, I guess my question is, next time I take my, me and my wife go to Publix and I see shrimp in there, am I eating some of your shrimp? I guess that's my question. No, sir. Most of the re- most of your restaurants and uh, grocery stores advertise Mayport shrimp, which there is no such thing as a Mayport shrimp. So why they say that? that um, because that's where your biggest shrimping industry started. Really, um, really, Mayport, Florida? Yes, sir. The uh, whole the whole industry. The whole industry. No, not the whole entire oh, okay. industry. But you have St. Augustine and you have Mayport, Florida, which which is two of your biggest shrimping industries. There is there is no such thing. Mayport's in a river. Well, right. it's, a, it's a naval station, not, isn't it? Yes, yeah. sir. And yeah. it, most of your shrimp are caught in Georgia and in Florida. Okay. There is no such thing as a Mayport shrimp. It's just a location. No kidding. I, interesting. Interesting. Uh, I have people come into my shop. Are these Mayport shrimp? So what, what is, no, uh, they're Fernandina Beach shrimp. They was, are caught off Cumberland and Fernandina. So I was traveling last year uh, up in, I think it was South Carolina, I want to say. And everywhere you saw Calab- Calab- is it Calabash or something? Calabash? Calabash. So what what is that then? Is that a place also, or is that it's a it's a place up in South Carolina, Calabash? Okay, because everywhere you said it's like Calabash shrimp, Calabash seafood, and, and you, you like that's every that's a designated area where your biggest shrimping boats come out of. I got you. Okay, well, that's interesting. I didn't know that Mayport because I've seen Fernandina my whole life. You know, used to be like that, but Fernandina no longer protects us shrimpers. They would rather see us go. So yeah, we're a dying why, breed why is in that, Fernandina. Now, that, 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 that gets my interest. Now, why is that? How was it before, and why? And how is it now? There used to be a lot of shrimpers in Fernandina, but all your locals are stepping down. We're all your northern people. Nothing against northern people. Sure. But your northern people come down here and try to make changes. They see money. They don't look to our locals, so they don't support us shrimpers. The Shrimp Festival yeah. has not bought local shrimp in five years. Really? Wow. They have bought farm-raised shrimp from overseas because they can buy them cheaper. Now, now, Miss Bonnie, wow. we try to we, we stay very opinionated on this show, and, um, and we're, we're a biased. We try to be a biased opinionated. Well, I do but, have and, local and, buyers. No, I, I I I appreciate what you're saying because this is all uncharted territory for me, and I think that's why I was excited to have you, you ladies on tonight. So. When you say that they don't support you guys, you mean by like buying your shrimp, or have they made regulations harder for you guys here to actually shrimp? Or, let, or, let me let me ask you. I'm gonna help Don. I'm gonna ask a question to supplement Don's question. Yeah. 
is the shrimping community a tight knit community? So yes, all us shrimpers are really tight knit. Okay. We try to look out for one another. Okay, so instead of, I mean, obviously you're in a little bit of competition when you're out there doing your thing, but at the end of the day, you're all family. All and in tight. all, we're family at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right, that's good. So you guys, by by making the statement that. You know, the, these guys or those guys don't buy local shrimp. You know that because you're dealing with all these local shrimpers. You're yes. getting it right from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Yeah. The shrimp's okay. mouth. Yeah. The shrimp's mouth. Yeah. And so, it's, it's so, overseas China, Indonesia. So they're buying, so, so they're not buying local shrimp, like shrimp that's, that's been caught locally from you guys. Have they, any way, shape, or form with regulations here, and I guess your county, uh, done anything to make people getting a, Let's say me and Ty decided we wanted to go start, you know, tie-dawn shrimp, you know, boating company tomorrow. It, it's, are the regulations harder now to become a shrimper, or is that something like I hear all these? I hear constantly, and maybe you can educate me on this. You know, you hear about these licenses that got to be passed down from generation to generation, or you can't even buy this license, or someone has a grandfather to you, or. Now, is it, is it that way still, or can anyone get into the shrimping business? Or For your river shrimpers, you have to be a family member. You have to be blood, and it why, has and why to be is, passed Why is down. that, though? Um, I don't know the real facts behind I'm just, I'm just asking the river that. shrimping. Um, they have limited. My husband's father was a river shrimper. He, he had a massive heart attack and did not renew his license. They did not give him the chance to renew it. There are limited licenses out there, and they're held by your primary holders right now that can only be passed down if you are a family. And how long as has that been blood, until effect? I guess where I'm going with this is how long, how long has it been that way? I guess my question. And as the, far back as I can remember. And you think they're doing that for, is there some kind of legislation that was passed back then that, that made it that way? Or you think they're trying to basically just I run you guys out? I think they're trying to run us out. Okay, that's, that's where I was going with it, and I didn't want to come um, out and just ocean, say that. You know. Your ocean shrimp boats, you can get a license any day of the week. Now, have, now have you been on, Miss Amy, have you been on a, since you worked there, how long, first of all, how long have you worked with uh, Miss Bonnie? Uh, it's been a little over a year. Okay. Now, have you, like, sent her out on, you've been on, out on one of the shrimp boats to just get the whole entire experience? No, but I want to. I have been out on the shrimp boat. Um, got to participate with them. There was a eternal reef for Officer Floyd. Oh, yeah. Floyd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was a fallen officer in the state yeah. of Texas, and went on the boat with them. And they make an eternal reef, which basically is, you know, concreting his ashes to the bottom, mm-hmm. and then he's the reef is put overboard, and then in his honor. Yes. Now, is yeah. this the officer that you were telling me about? They just left yeah, that up? was a pretty big event. You guys just went through here a month or so ago, and they brought this officer from uh, Tech. Don't let me tell the story. Yeah, you tell they him. He's, he's kind of gave me some details, but go ahead and tell us how, like, you know, they got in co- I guess they had to contact with you guys because I understand that they chose your boat, I guess it was, and so kind of tell us the, the whole how it came about and what all you went through to do. Yes, they um, went to Miss Bonnie and Mr. Robert um, a few months before, they made the decision, and they picked their boat. And basically, it's a turtle reef. You have the option to be put in one of these reefs. They fly the family in, and they concrete the top, and they're able to put anything they want to go in the reef. If you don't mind, you say, I just have a couple questions. When you say they picked the boat and they picked the reef, who decides that that kind of stuff? The owner of the eternal reefs. So the company itself. The company itself approached us over a year ago and asked us if we would be interested in taking out eternal reefs 
of yeah, deceased members, okay. and we were unsure about what it was. He's yeah, really big lady, in yeah. the golf. Okay. He just got his license here recently in the Atlantic. Jack, I told Ty, and maybe and I guess maybe I was totally off base because I thought that you weren't allowed to go out if and I want if just I want dump if, stuff in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. if I wanted like to put someone's remains out in the ocean, I thought that was illegal to do so. Is yeah. that not the you case? You have to have a license. Okay, so he had to get licensed okay. here. So yeah. anybody can go out and do it, and they just have to go through the process of getting licensed. What I do? Okay. Yeah. So it's a pretty pretty big. Event so you went. Let me let's finish up. So, yeah. so they 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 contacted you guys. They got the boat, and uh, they set the date. And then what what happened then? Basically, we all got on the boat together, and wasn't, uh, the, wasn't it a big deal? Didn't they have like a big procession, all that yes, kind of stuff? Yes, so they us, did. Tell us about a little about that, as people listening, because I, mean, I, I haven't heard all the details, so I'm, I like to know all that stuff. They did a huge procession. Um, they invited everybody to stand on the bridge of lines in St. Augustine. Okay. Their family picked St. Augustine. Officer Floyd loved ghost history, and um, and the ocean. Was he from here? No, no. no? Texas, right? Yes. And so we went out there, and we went how many miles offshore, Miss Bonnie? Nine miles. Nine miles. Nine miles, huh? And um, it was very rough, very rough. We wasn't sure if we were just going to do the procession on Monday, and then they were going to turn around and, you know, put the reef over on Tuesday. But Coast Guard told us we could go all the way, and it was rough. So no, how, many boats, how many boats were involved in this procession? I saw someone on the news, and I know we talked about it a little bit, but there was hundreds of maybe thousands of people there that were lining the streets yes. and the bridges. How many boats do you think were actually in this thing? There were probably about 60 total, maybe more. Um, they could follow us out to the mouth of the ocean, but there were six to nine-foot waves that day, so 90% of the guys had to stay back. We did have three boats follow us out. Right. Um, Can I ask a dumb question? Uh, what is the, you know, I, I know what the reefs are in Jacksonville, you know, that, that, that have been made, you know, like the uh, the big reefs, like big concrete reefs that have been dumped beside, you know, some of the locations. Now, is that the same thing, or is it just like a smaller scale down version, or this, is... This reef weighs 3,800 pounds. It's in the shape of an egg. It has the holes drilled in okay. it, and then the ashes are mounted into the bottom of the reef, the bottom center. And the top is for the family members to put any personal belongings okay. to that person. So it's actually like a monument, then basically. Yes. They call it. Okay. And the wife it. is given their. She was given the uh, coordinates of the reef so that she could go back and dive on that reef. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. That's yeah, very that's cool. cool. Well, that's I didn't e know that. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's Eternal Reefs, and they're out of. Are they out of Texas or Alabama? Um, or? They yeah, I'm not, I know we talked about it at one time, and, and I'm not real sure where it's at, but it's called the Eternal Reefs. And I it's, believe they are out of Texas. Yeah, I think that's right. I think they're out of Texas. They so. approached us in St. Augustine. Right, right. Well, that's a great event. It's a great thing, you know, for people to be involved as a fallen officer, a law enforcement officer, and, and it's just a it's a neat event. So, but anybody, that any family member uh, that loves the ocean or most uh, their loved one uh, buried in one of these particular things can... It, you don't have to be a phone officer, government, no, you don't just, have any, to. anyone can do no. it, correct? Okay. Yeah, yeah, anybody can get it done. So that's cool. That's cool. So the uh, the Eternal Reef thing, that's pretty amazing. It's um, yeah, it's a great cause. It's a great thing. Uh, you know, if anybody out there listening, if any of you do listen, uh, hit it up, Google it. What Eternal do you mean, Reefs. do you listen? Yeah, they listen, man. So why are you saying do you listen? Then it's a joke. Okay. It's a sense of humor <laughs> type thing. So what we got here is we've got two of the. Uh, Premier 
uh, shrimp experts in uh, all of seafood the, experts, actually. seafood experts in the you world. Don't sell them short, brother. I'm gonna say in the world. I'm gonna just throw it out there because we've already established that they're better than anybody in China, right? Hey, and, yes, uh, we are. So. Here we, here we what are. I'm fascinated is about the knowledge that you ladies have. I don't take and inject my shrimp with antibiotics. Do they do that really? Yes, they do. We'll get to that in a minute. That's, that's just crazy. So that, that disturbs me, and I probably don't even want to know this stuff. But that's right. okay. So, obviously, a big topic tonight we want to talk about is the seafood. And our end, from our perspective, is going to be bait. That's how we obviously we eat it too. But I mean, being a bit, being a fishing podcast, I want to talk about you know shrimp and crabs, maybe some oysters, and Kind of get the, your background of dealing with them and then talk about the meat of, no pun intended, uh, you know, just about, I want to know the ins and outs of a shrimp, like from their, their when, when they're conceived all the way to when they're consumed. Brown chicken, brown cow. Donkey reef. So let's talk about shrimp, okay? Uh, how many? The, let's talk about the conception. Let's talk about shrimp. shrimp. Talk, yeah, the conception. Uh, I know. <laughs> so, Miss Bonnie, I understand that you brought some some shrimp tonight. Is that correct? I did. And I understand from talking to Ty because he's fascinated with sex uh, that shrimps, shrimps. They, I guess there is a male and female. Yes, sir. There is. Okay, and it's pretty distinguishable. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. So kind of like a male and a female. Yes, sir. Wow. Kind of just like that. I like that. Yeah, the male is a male and the female is a female. Absolutely. Right? And I, I know it's not a visual thing, but can, can it you explain? It actually is a visual thing. It is? It is? For, the, for the podcast, it's going to be hard to show people what we're talking about. We'll take so pictures you, of it, man. Can you put it in the I'm words? I'm going to take pictures of it. Okay. Okay, as for the female shrimp, you have all your sets of legs from the head down through the body. Wait, time out. Do you have one of these shrimp with you? I do. How about if you would, let me... Let's, Let's pull these out because, from my personal knowledge, and being as being as our podcast, uh, we can do this. Um, And you know what? Sorry, folks that are listening, we'll post pictures. But I want to see exactly what she's. Should we get her something to put that on right there? You think? She's got. I want to see this firsthand. Yeah, because so uh, I can know exactly what we're talking talking about and dealing with. Ty's gonna take some pictures. You can kind of narrate as well with her. Uh, it was funny because, you know, working with Miss Bonnie, one day she just asked me, hey, you know how to sex a shrimp? And I'm like, do what? No, <laughs> not while I'm at work. This is now backwater like, hustle after dark. <laughs> it's a seafood yeah. edition. Your female shrimp is always going to be the larger of the male but in the female. That and, 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 and that's pretty common with, you know, fish in general. You know, the female is always bigger than the males, and like redfish. And uh, most tr- uh, trout females are bigger. And so that, 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 that's kind of on the path that we're used to. Yeah. So what we got here? So go ahead and show us so what you got, got here, Miss Bonnie. We got two shrimp here. And, and try to speak into the oh, microphone if you can and kind of navigate all that stuff right there. Yeah. Okay. This shrimp here, I am going to look and see. Now, you can't just look at that shrimp until he's if it's a male or female? No. All Not right. until I spread its legs. So, oh, okay. Right. Also, so cool. visually, you can't tell unless you, unless you physically. Uh, when you spread the front two legs so on your shrimp. Now, you're calling the front two legs. What are these the up here? The front two. What are these? these? These are just his feeler legs. These but are, are actually. But they are legs, though. Yeah, these so are they, his moving legs. Okay, so let's hold on this time out. Okay. One thing at a time. So you shrimp, you got their tentacles. This is their eating legs. What's this right here? The tentacle, right? That's their antenna, yes. Oh, the antenna. And then you got their head. But then, uh-huh. to, so the front the front legs up here, they're called their feeler legs. Yes. 
Okay. And these are their traveling legs. When you see a shrimp with the color of red in their legs, that means they are moving. Okay. If they are more of the flesh color of the body, that means they're staying intact. And and their traveling their traveler legs, as you call them, they're they're only on the body of the of the shrimp behind uh, the head, correct? Yes. Okay. Behind the thorax of the head, with the okay. your it, thorax flip, is flip the head. Flip it over and let's see what this is. This is the thorax, right here. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. This is their horn. Yes, Everybody sir. calls their horn rostrum. The what? It's called a rostrum. Rostrum. Thorn. Uh, okay. Horn. Now their brains, I yeah. guess, is right here, technically correct. Yes. Okay, and obviously their eyes. Now then, you've got, uh, I guess, their tail, obviously down here. Take their tail. Now, do, do all shrimp with their tails? Do they do they all have the same amount of what do you call those? They uh, have the same amount of fins, fins, but you can tell your local wild caught white shrimp by the green in the tail. The green we have always been told stands for money. Um, and, and your means, green is your white shrimp. That okay. is how you tell the difference between a farm raised shrimp. And a local wild-caught shrimp, if it does not have the green in the tail, mm-hmm. it is not a wild-caught shrimp. Okay, so so, and what kind of shrimp are you holding there, actually? This is a white shrimp. That, that's considered a white shrimp. That is shrimp. our white shrimp. So if someone goes into uh, whatever your favorite supermarket is, and you see this shrimp right here, this is considered a white shrimp. Now, is this, is this on the bigger side of a white shrimp? Yes, or is this, this is what you call a jumbo. And, and how many sizes of white shrimp are there? You have small, you have large, you have jumbo, and then you have the extra large. And when you go into the supermarket, uh, is that is that the most common shrimp in the supermarket? By yes, the way? your white shrimp is your most common. Okay. And when you go into the sh- supermarket, you ask if it's a white shrimp. If it's not, if it's a white shrimp, you see the green in the tail. So, like me, when I go to the bait store, though, uh, the shrimp obviously are nowhere that big. Although I did get one yesterday that was that big. Uh, how come the, the like shrimp I had yesterday? They were more brown on top of them, like almost like a burnt orange or a burnt brown looking okay, color. That was what they call a brownie shrimp. If that tail is brown in color, it was like more a brown, burnt it was more red, brown up here though. Yes, okay. the whole body's going to be brown. Okay, that's and what. then your tail, your tip of your tail, where this one's green, is going to be a reddish brown color. So that's where it's green, and it's at. called okay. a brownie shrimp. Okay, now what is this? This little thing? That's just a spine on the back of his tail. That's, I guess. Okay. Yes, that's the spine. All right, so you're going to flip him over now, and you're going to show us if it's uh, what it, I guess okay. what his orientation is. Okay. Or gender. When you take or when you take the two front legs of this shrimp. Speaking to the mic. Okay. A little. The two front legs of this shrimp, and you see there when you pull them up, if I can get those other two to lay down. These right here? Yeah, and lay that one down. Okay. Okay. The two legs up here are, are two separate legs. You see how they have nothing in between them. They're just two legs. Right. One there. And one here. So it's their first two legs behind their head. Yes, it's the okay. first. Yes, the first two. Those two right you there. You see, there's nothing in between those legs. I do. Okay. That is your female. That's a female shrimp. So that is a female. So that's an that's, that's lace then. Yeah. Okay. And where it's open in between the two legs, that is the female. Okay. And I will show you the male. Uh, we, when you lay this. Do male, we need to blur this out here? When no. you lay this male on his back. His front two legs, you're going to lift them. And then if you'll you'll grab that one on that other side. Yeah, you do it. (laughs) And you see how he's got 
the fan in between his legs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brown, chicken, brown, cow. So that's, right? the, so that's oh. the business end of him, huh? That is the business end of him. That is that a thing right? No kidding. Amy, Look at can that. Can you grab that leg? You see how he's got that in between the legs? I do, yeah. That centerpiece right there, that is your male. That, that is actually right what it's fertilizes right the there. eggs. So is that like a well-hung male there? shrimp, or do you know? That's pretty awesome. Is, is, is he like endowed? Is that an endowed shrimp? Or is oh, he yeah. He has, he's probably <laughs> he's probably met a lot of females. God, God bless him. But that is how you tell the male from the female. Nope. He has that action. That extra little piece in between the legs. Did you, did you get? Did you get all that? Time? Oh yeah, take I got a picture of that. I put all that out live on Facebook. Take a picture of that, baby. That's picture. awesome. And like I say again, your white shrimp will have the green in the tail. Is that always pointed right there? Yes. On all shrimp. Yes. Okay. That is your green. That is your white shrimp there. Let's, let's see the, flip uh, back let's over see again. the shrimp. Let's, let's, let's the see his unit one more time, please. Let's see the word unit. Shrimp there. penis. I'm not even yeah, sure. Shrimp penis. Is that an oxymoron, shrimp penis? I don't know. I don't want to discuss it on here. because I'll get accused of saying something that I shouldn't be saying. Look at this. Oh, stop it. Oh, oh, oh. Got it. That is just wild. You know, I, okay. never, so let me ask this question. So why doesn't he have uh, antennas? Um, probably because I was so rough with him and broke an eyeball off in the process. No, no, no that's fine. Here. I just I just didn't know. If I, I was going to ask you, to all, don't males, males have antennas too? Now, okay. this here is a brownie shrimp. You see the difference in the tail? Their tails are brown. Okay. Right. See how that brownie shrimp, his tail is all like a reddish brown color. Mm -hmm. And your white shrimp is your green. Okay. 99% of your shrimp in your grocery store is going to be a white shrimp. If he does not have that green, he's not a local wild-caught shrimp. He's farm-raised. So, okay, so let me question. So if he is a farm-raised uh Shrimp from like Thailand or Malaysia or wherever they Philippines. His what, what tail's tail not, like? his tail's not gonna fan like this. His tail's gonna be solid. Solid no through here and solid through solid, here. Solid the same color as body? Yes. Okay. Where our shrimp have the fan tails. Now is this a farm raised shrimp right here? No, sir. So that's a wild, brown that's a wild, wild caught brownie. brownie shrimp. So why does he have like little tiny whiskers off his off his fins as opposed to okay, now I'm sorry, he's got them too. Okay, okay I see it now. And this one is a brownie shrimp. They come in and breed along with our white shrimp in the rivers, and then they maintain themselves out into the deep water. And when you say breed, just as I asked you this earlier, they, they come in, they, they just breed at the same they, time. They don't they actually mate with each time. other. They okay. do not mate with each other. Okay, I got you. And you can tell the difference in the body structure. So how Your brownie shrimp is always going to be a smaller shrimp. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a firmer meat, sweeter meat. Than your white shrimp. So how old, in your estimation, do you think this shrimp is as opposed to this shrimp? So, like, in other words, how old do you think that the white shrimp get to be to be this size? And is this, is this shrimp full-grown? And is this brownie basically a full-grown shrimp, or is he still, you know, growing? The brownie is actually still growing. Okay. He's never going to meet the criteria and the size of this white, you know, the age of them. Um, okay. A shrimp lives less than two years. Why, um, why is that? Because of, um, uh, because of being predators, caught? Predators, man. So if a um, shrimp were, weren't to get caught and a shrimp wasn't to get eaten by a predator, how long can a shrimp live? Uh, they can live up to 10 years. What? Really? Really? No kidding. That's amazing. No kidding. That's, that's wild. Now, this is a... Now, uh, do I know of any that's lived up to 10 oh, years? I doubt no. it, yeah, especially around here. No kidding. And these shrimp, and these shrimp that, that you guys catch these. Now, now, now do y'all go to a certain area to catch these, or when y'all go somewhere, y'all catch them together? 
Oh, yes. You catch them together this time of the year. Your brownies will come in with your white shrimp because they both come up into our rivers to spawn. Oh, so then they spawn when? They April and May. Okay, so they spawn April and May. And when they spawn, I say, I say May, May the closing date, uh, they're obviously an egg. Yes. Correct? And then they get They fer- lay they get up fertilized. to a million eggs of a shrimp will lay up to a million eggs in a piece. lifetime or just one spawn no just one spawn are you serious and it takes about two weeks for them eggs to hatch so when they hatch how big are they what must they hatch uh, they are little teeny tiny microscopic they blend in with your plankton okay like that's in the water okay um, all depending on your water temperature that's what makes your shrimp grow in about two to three months after they have been hatched out they will travel out into the ocean and once they travel out into the ocean, the salinity in the ocean, if it's a higher salt content and a warmer water, the faster they will grow. So you're saying they travel out into the ocean. And let me understand. So once they, they're, they're, uh, they're born in a the river or an estuary kind of? Yes. A creek Almost maybe? like a salmon. A salmon always comes back up and they okay. travel upstream to spawn. So when they go, the out, to the, when they go out to the ocean, do they come back in or they, 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 they will. They stay? If they live that long, they okay. will come back in and respawn up into the river. Do they run in packs or schools or whatever? They do. They, they do. When okay. they are first born, they blend in with your plankton until they get big enough to end up in a school. And in the school, they can protect themselves because they have that horn, which is right oh, there I on know. the head. It's got me before. Well, so what is the ideal temperature for these fish, I mean, I'm sorry, these shrimp to, I guess, reach their maximum potential? Oh, probably about 75 to 80 degrees. They will flourish in size. And they, and they like salt water, correct? Yes, sir. The saltier, the better for them? The saltier, the better, but can, they, can can get acclimate, they can acclimate themselves to fresher water. Well, see, that's, what, and that, and that's what I was going to ask you is that, you know, a lot of times you'll buy shrimp at the uh, bait store and they'll, you'll pour your water from the bait store into your live well, drive to the ramp. When you get to the ramp, you take off in your boat, you know, and you click your live well button on, and starts recirculating the water. Well, you get to your spot, and, and a lot of times the shrimp, the shrimp is dead. You I, have I a say sometimes. You I'm have not, a I mean, different pH in your water, in the salt water, just like you do your drinking water. So, so how would a guy then like me or any other angler out there listening, uh, how would we, what's the best way to keep the shrimp alive if we think that there's a, because like you said earlier, did the shrimp come I mean live shrimp now. They, do they come from a different side? I, I know our shrimping season is closed. What's, first of all, what's the season for shrimping here in well, uh, Florida? Well, when our shrimping season is closed in April and May for our river shrimp, your mm-hmm. shrimp, all your live shrimp are coming from the Gulf. The West Coast, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so Where what's Where it's a different pH level. So how do we keep them alive then? What's the best way? Do you have any, any it's advice? A hard, it's a hard decision to make because you're playing a game. There's really no philosophy behind keeping them alive. It's just a game of chance. Okay, so I, yeah, I, so I, what I was doing, I was pouring ice cubes in there for a while, and they were like, no, the, the, yeah. the, chlor, the, the was it chlorination in ice cubes, it's, I think it is? Yeah, the P, your pH in the in the Gulf, if anybody's going to become allergic to shrimp, it's because they've ate Gulf shrimp. And that's the mercury in them, correct? Um, that is the mercury, that is your iodine level. Iodine, okay. Um, your iodine level, your, the Gulf has a tide, granted, but it's an inlet, so it's getting the same water back on that product. The shrimp the oysters, any of your shellfish that come out of the Gulf mm-hmm. is seeing the same body of water twice. twice. If not, three or four times. No kidding. Where in the Atlantic, our shrimp never see that same body of water 
twice. So in our because area, because we have a running tide. Okay. So let me ask this question. So we've covered the uh, that's a white shrimp and a brownie. So in our area here in Northeast Florida, uh, where most of us fish, and obviously you guys work, uh, how many different species of shrimp are here in our area? Do you think, or do you know? I mean. Well, you have a Key West pink, you have a brownie shrimp, you have a royal red shrimp, you have a rock shrimp, you have a white shrimp, you have what they call a cotton shrimp, um, and pardon my French, you have what they call a jackass shrimp. I know some jackasses. I know some jackasses. <laughs> I know a bunch of jackasses. That's, that's all I can so, say about that. And I, I, so there's, that's what you're saying is basically there's a multitude of... Uh, Shrimp, shrimp in our area yes. now would we as a consumer and or an angler uh would we ever see that different variation of shrimp or are we primarily going to see just those two or three that you were showing um your primarily one is going to be your white shrimp and your brownie and because they are that, more yeah. local they're a shallow water shrimp now okay. you're going to find your rock shrimp your hopper shrimp and your um royal reds they're going to be a deeper water shrimp your rock shrimp and hoppers are anywhere from 80 to 600 foot of water oh wow they drag on those yes sir they drag on the royal reds and 600 foot of water um your key west pinks i'm not a fan of those shrimp because they actually have no flavor and they're a smaller shrimp i'd rather stick to our local white shrimp right okay thanks that's good that's crazy so show us i want to see the comparison I want to see the comparison of them two shrimp. You just had the white shrimp and the. Well, first brownie. I want to ask you about the. What's the season for shrimp in that? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, boy. Let, let's, let's talk about real quick. What are the seasons for shrimp? And when, when can folks go out and harvest shrimp? What's the regulations on those? How much can they harvest? And uh, for a person listening who wants to go, hey, go out and get get themselves some fresh shrimp. What's the best way for them, for them to do what you think? If you are an individual, you're shrimping, you can catch an average of five-gallon bucket. That's your max. And And it has to be um, between June and March. Because April and May, your rivers are closed, so the shrimp can spawn. So the only time here in our areas that um, you cannot shrimp is April and May. That is your river shrimp. Us ocean boats, which are big 80-foot boats, we can shrimp. In federal waters, three miles and out. But a guy like like myself or Ty or anybody listening that's an inshore angler, uh, he wants to go out into the creek or off his dock, you know, and catch some shrimp. He can uh, harvest them anytime he wants, ex- except for April and May. April is that correct? And May, yes, okay. sir. Now, is there any reason why the guys don't harvest them any other times of the year? But are they not are they not abundant? Are they not big enough? You think? Or I mean, because you hear, you know, you hear you, I guess my question is, you hear the chatter. Oh yeah, we're out shrimping. You know, da da da. Well, then it'll go silent forever. You won't hear anything about shrimp at all, and then all of a sudden you'll hear it once again. Oh, you know. Well, they they move away from the easy targets when you know in the the late spring, early fall, they're back up in the creek, so they're easy access for guys to get off docks and you know to get places where you don't really need a boat. Uh, later in the season, they move out. They move they move away from those areas, so you got to get out on a boat to get them, and, and that's that's what I would think would be the the answer for that. But I'm not the expert. Well, I was kind of asking her, but okay. No, is, is, that, is that pretty accurate, That's though? That's pretty accurate. So, they, so basically they come in, and so tell us what months they come in then. They come in mostly in April and May. Now, you'll catch but, but your you can't, har- you can't harvest them, then, though. You said that this right. is closed. And after after May, they'll they'll come back in in June. Okay. And you'll start catching the bigger ones up in the rivers about October. 
Oh, they've been Sep- that long. Yes. Okay. September, October, the big ones will start moving in. So a guy right li- now, so a guy they're li- still your babies, still that have spawned out. So, and- so a guy listen, listen, go get your shrimp net. Uh, go get, I think you said earlier, cat food. Is that correct? Cat food. Uh, go get some cat food and target them in, uh, sorry, you said September and October. Is that right? Yeah, and maybe middle July, all depending. Um, the water temperature has a lot of, you know, okay, to do with your shrimp. If the water temperature root raises up, then your shrimp will grow faster. If the water temperature drops, then the shrimp are going to move up into the river where it's warmer water, and they're going to. It's going to take them longer to migrate out. What What's the shrimp's lifespan? You said about two years, right? Maybe two years. Okay. And what does uh, what's What's the shrimp's diet? Uh, mainly plankton. Okay. And then as they get older, they'll migrate in groups, and then they'll sift through the sand and get any kind of vegetation as far as whether it be meat or plant that they'll actually ingest out of the You're sand. You're saying meat, so they'll like eat like a dead fish or something? A dead fish. Okay. Any particles left over of their own species. I know you mentioned earlier, too, the salinity level. Uh, they like it to be high, and so it, we go through a drought, they're going to move towards the salt, I guess. Is that right? Well, when we have a drought, your salt water tends to move upstream into your you know, your fresh water, make it brackish. So the shrimp will follow up into that because they can acclimate themselves. They move back and forth with the tide. Okay, I got you. They can acclimate themselves into fresh water or salt. I got you. And then um, what else were you going to say a minute ago about the, I was going to ask about the conservation efforts for shrimp. Uh, Is there like an effort to, you know, uh, close the limits or close the dates? Or is is there an effort to decrease the amount of shrimp or they don't care? Or is it a, they think they're so, I guess basically, what is the state of shrimping, I guess, as a whole? In other words, do you think that five-gallon buckets is okay? Should it be less? Should it be more? Uh, should it be more close season on shrimping? Uh, you know, stuff like that. No, I think the five-gallon bucket is is actually plentiful for the average person to go out and catch. Okay. Now, us commercial fishermen, no, because okay. we actually put a lot of food on other. You well, you know, supply it. I, I right. get that. Sure, absolutely. Plates. Sure, I, I, absolutely. Five, five gallon bucket of shrimp is a few pounds. I mean, are you oh, yeah, on 25, absolutely. 30, or oh, 40 pounds, maybe? Five gallon bucket's probably 25 pounds. 25 and what pounds size are those going to be? Like the mediums? Or I guess what, small, medium jumbo, or I guess you said? What, it what is probably, it? it all depends on where the area you're catching them in. They could be a 16, 18, they could be a 26, 30. See, I find it fascinating be because my, my experience with shrimp is either just going to the restaurant and ordering shrimp cocktail or fried shrimp or going to the you know, supermarket and then saying, I want some of those over there, the 25 to 35 count or whatever it is, <laughs> or else going to the bait shop and saying, hey, I want three dozen live shrimp. That's, that, that's all I know about shrimp uh, besides the iodine in them, you devein them, and that's about it. So, I, I mean, I find it fascinating. Uh, so show us, let's look at the difference in these two shrimp. I want, well, first, what about this? Okay, some people may ask, what, is it, what does it mean when you say 16, 18 shrimp, 20, 25, 27, 37, 47, 57, 22, 13? Is it, are you calling plays in the NFL, or what does that mean? You actually can take IQ number. three pounds of shrimp, and you count them out in threes. Okay. Um, whatever you come up, whether it be a 26-1 shrimp, that would be 26 shrimp and one, one left over. 
then you have a 2630 if you have a Wait, six. Wait, you lost me right off the bat. So yeah. Okay. So you said you said you count out three pounds of shrimp. Three pounds of shrimp, you count them out in threes. Let's say so you divide it by three. Right. Okay. So, so you're having three, you have three all the way through, and you come down to the very end of that three pounds, and you have one shrimp left or two shrimp. Okay. So you're counting them out. Say there's 22 in threes, and then you got two. 20 would be 22 and two. So you're looking at a 22-25 shrimp count. So the, the customer is going to get 22 to 25 shrimp per pound. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, I got you. If you have a 16, 18 shrimp, you're going to come out, and you're going to count maybe out of that three pounds, there's going to be three shrimp to each count, and you're going to come up with like a 16 and two or 16 and one shrimp. you got three threes, and then you've got this one shrimp left over here by himself. You so you're going to count as a 16 and one, so that's going to make it a 16, 18 shrimp. So the, the smaller the number, the bigger the shrimp. The smaller the number, the bigger the shrimp. And, okay. and that's like an average, basically, of, 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 of per pound. Of three pounds. Three pounds, yes. yeah, I got yeah. you. Okay. Okay. See, I didn't know that either. Right. That's cool. So show us, Let's. you know, I'm going to do a little live thing. I want to see these shrimp. You had a brown shrimp here, a white shrimp, and uh, you've got a granddaddy-type shrimp. Um, I'd like to take a look at that one here. And um, see if we can talk here and let people know what we're looking at. So once again, this is Miss Bonnie from Miss uh, Lofton Seafood Lofting. Company, Moore, and Miss Amy Tucker. Uh, and these are some samples that she brought us today to uh, look at and show us the different kinds. So go ahead and tell us again, Miss Bonnie. We've got the first little guy right here is what you call your brownie shrimp. He is going to have a red tail. They come in and spawn with our white shrimp. They, they do not interbreed. They just come in at the same time to spawn. Your white shrimp is going to have a green tail on it, which all of us shrimpers have called money. Okay. That means money. That's your highest dollar shrimp you're going to catch right there. Okay. This is just another size of your white shrimp. Okay. This big guy here. Now, now, would, you, now would you say this is... Small, medium, and large, that or is it medium, is, large, and jumbo? That is a small, that is a medium, and that's a jumbo. Okay. And now, this and guy now, this here big, now this lobster would right be here. your tiger shrimp. Oh, that's a tiger? That's a shrimp? Yes, that, that is a lobster, shrimp. doesn't it? Sure does. It does, darn. He is actually an Asian shrimp that has somehow migrated, and they're expecting from tides, hurricanes, that have migrated to the United States. Let me ask this question. States. You think they may have been introduced here and people tried to uh, um, farm them here? And, and, yes, and, I think so. Yeah. And they got released here somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, But they're actually eating our shrimp. They eat our white shrimp. They're carnivores. So, let me so, ask this question. so these tiger shrimp are eating our local shrimp? Yes, sir. Talking. So let me ask this question. How would a shrimp then, now when you say you're eating them, how would he like? How would this big guy here run this little guy down? Is that what you mean by eating them? Or do you mean when they're babies or... Are they actually like any size? These guys are a predator. They're just as bad as having a big redfish after your shrimp. Or so show a me, drum. So show us how that fish. I mean, sorry, that that shrimp would attack this shrimp. Then what are they? What are they? What are they using? How they do it? They they grab them with their legs. Either they use the horn on the top of their head, and they actually ingest them. They are killing our shrimp off. That's why 
FWC says if you ever catch any of these tiger shrimp, do not throw them back. You can catch as many as you want. Can you in harvest a day. them? You can't. Yes. So there's no limit. You can harvest there's them. There's no limit. They tell you do not. If you don't eat them, throw them on the beach and let so them let die. So let me ask this question. So you harvest? I mean, obviously, with a guy like myself who's throwing a cast net in a creek, I would never see one of these, right? Oh yeah. I would really. Yes, sir. You sure would. No kidding. They are up in the creeks. They're out in the ocean. They actually get like twice. Maybe triple this size. It's like the size of a lobster. Then, oh, really. I have seen them almost two foot long. Are you kidding me? They have a taste like a lobster as well. So then why don't people, more people want to eat those type of shrimp? Oh, they're amazing to eat. So I can take them home me? <laughs> you just don't catch a lot of them being yeah. on a shrimp boat. We might catch uh, three or four of these in a drag. And how long's a drag? Um, a drag is at maybe three to four hours. Okay, so basically you don't have enough, you don't catch enough of those to even you, really eat. Yeah, I think we had a total maybe of 65 pounds of these guys last year on our boat. So but they're like becoming a, abundance in numbers every year. Do you have to report that catch? When no, you, sir. Okay, so you just catch them. And that's then, that's considered garbage. I got you. So it's by, is, well, is it by catch? Like so why is it considered, why, why would that shrimp that tastes so good like that, but that, that's that big of a shrimp, be considered garbage though you think because it's killing it's killing our, our number our one shrimp. shrimp that we harvest in the united states and i guess basically what i asked you i think maybe off air earlier you can't really go out and target shrimp you know i mean, I mean when i say target like you know we know where certain spots where redfish are i mean i know you guys have spots i get that but you really when you do a drag you really don't know what kind of shrimp you're going to catch is that right pretty no, is that pretty you're accurate in your estuaries if you have estuaries that's where your shrimp going to be abundance just like a redfish um, they'll get into the estuaries. Yeah, but you guys don't drag sure. in estuaries, though, right? Um, we drag up as close to them estuaries as we can. We drag in what they call the shoals. Okay, um, okay, yeah. Which is up around your estuaries in Georgia. Okay. They The shrimp yeah, are I'm not trying abundance. to get spots or anything. I'm just trying to, just no. trying to you know, yeah. I would freak out if I threw my cast net and caught a shrimp that big. I would, too. Yeah. I would think something's wrong. Yeah, that's a big shrimp. Like, I'm like, nothing out of this water here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That is absolutely, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, big tiger shrimp. I've never seen a shrimp that big in my life. I mean, I have, that's a, I have seen them bigger and ate them bigger. Oh. So is that like a treat for you guys when y'all catch them then? You have your boat captain go, hey, um, bring all the tiger shrimp to me. If the boat captain and crew share them with them. Oh, so you they don't know if you're catching them. They have a tendency to eat them, yeah. And they taste like lobster, huh? Well, we appreciate amazing. you bringing them into us. Yeah, it looks so. like part of a lobster family, only, doesn't it? I yeah, think it's huge. Pretty big. He's amazing, dude. And you said those are from what part again? Asia. Said Asia. Asia. Like Japan, Asia, China. Asia, nope, just Asia and uh, Australia. Around the Asia, Australia. Well, no kidding. And they got here by, do, do we know how they got here? We don't, they're, don't say, they're saying by our hurricanes and tides, I but I believe somebody was raising them here, sure. and they escaped, and then they started breeding. They started breeding. Well, that's amazing. And then they become an invasive species. Yes. Right. Okay. All right, well, good. Well, Amy, so- you ever seen anything like that? I mean, that's a big shrimp. Oh, no. I just wish I could have one to eat. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, what was your first experience, though, when you, like, got hired on at the seafood, uh, you know, Lofton Creek Seafood, and you started seeing all these kind of different species of shrimp and, you know, crabs and oysters and everything else? Were you like, holy crap, I can't believe the shrimp gets that big? Or did you, yeah. And or did you already know that before you started working there? No, I never knew any of it. Miss um, Bonnie had taught me quite a bit. And to be honest with you, I was never a seafood eater until... You know, Miss Bonnie cooked some up and started eating the shrimp, and now I love it. Yeah, I love shrimp, too. That's awesome. That's I, actually, yeah, I'm not big. Since I've started uh, guiding, I've just gotten where I, from being around fish all day, you know, most, almost every day, I've gotten where I don't like to eat fish any longer. I just, uh, 
I, 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 I don't hardly ever eat shrimp ever. I mean, yeah. uh, fish. Now, I do like shrimp, but I, uh, it's almost like it's like making being a pizza guy or something. You don't want to eat the pizza, you know, or something. I just yeah. don't, uh, I don't know. I, I very, very rarely eat it. I love shrimp. The only thing I don't like about them is being pricked by their horn. Yeah, no one likes to be pricked by the horn. And it happens several times. Yeah, it happens, and it's uh, terrible when the when that happens. But real quick, so what you were showing us on there with their tails, is that the, the only way that you can tell the farm-raised shrimp from the uh, from the uh, local shrimp? Yes. Okay. Your, your farm-raised shrimp are going to actually have... Uh, a solid tail where ours have the fan tail and our white shrimp are going to have the green in the tail where your farm raised is going to be a solid tail and it's going to be more of a brownish black color. And as a, a, an, an individual, when let's say I decide tomorrow, hey, I want to go catch some shrimp, it all needs a cast net, get up in the estuaries and just basically start throwing your cast net until you find them then. Yes. Is that, is that pretty much a way yes, to target them then? pretty much. Okay. Unless you're going to set up a dock and put your lights out and use the canned cat food. So, yeah, the, the canned cat food is a good way. And, Amy, you said that you got a, another way that you can uh, target yes. them. Um, you can also do the shrimp meal and make them in patties and throw them out there before you shrimp. And then another th- tip is my daddy always did it, was he always had a light with him because shrimp is attracted to light. Right. I wonder what attracts them to light. So could I go to, like, you know, you, tar- you target docks for shrimp uh, for uh, trout? Yeah. Could you, t- could you target uh, docks for shrimp, technically, you think? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. That's where we used to catch all ours off our dock, right. the lights on. Did so, not know that. So shrimp meal, does it hold together? Because I've heard some of those recipes where you take shrimp meal, a little bit of the mud and all that stuff, you mix it. Does it hold together as well? And I know as kids, we would take it and shove it in a pantyhose or a sock or something. to. Yeah, you could do that so it all stays together. I yeah. know you were pantyhose. <laughs> yeah, you don't know <laughs> a lot about it. pantyhose kind of man, huh? I don't <laughs> want to see that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Long. It never ceases to amaze me what you don't know, Captain Don. I don't want to know that, actually. I just so this has been a, a like good episode. Good, 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 <laughs> you got him on tonight, huh? Anyway, sorry. This has been a good episode here. We're talking... Uh, hey, what's your best shrimp recipe? My best shrimp recipe, you have to ask, because you know old Bubba Gump. You Bubba know, Gump. you had yeah, you got shrimp, shrimp salad, yeah. shrimp sandwiches, fried yeah. shrimp. Yeah. I would have to say shrimp perlo. Shrimp perlo is my favorite. Explain that to me because I don't know what that is. Your shrimp perlo, you take your fat back bacon. You know what fat back salt pork is? Mm-hmm. Cut it up. You fry it in your frying pan. <laughs> and I take green peppers, red bell peppers, garlic, onions, celery, and you blend it up in your blender with fresh tomatoes. So if I don't like red peppers and green peppers, can I skip those? Well, then you just better not eat shrimp perlo because okay. without them, you're not getting well, the full flavor. Well, go ahead and tell flavor. the recipe in case somebody likes that. And I just, okay, but go ahead. So you, then so you take your tomatoes and put in there fresh tomatoes and you blend it all up. So it's kind of like a Creole sauce in, in a way? It's almost like a Creole. Okay. Almost like a spaghetti sauce. Okay. Because um, you'll have your shrimp. And I use the Rotel tomatoes that's got a little bit of spice to them. Mm-hmm. And put your shrimp in there at the last let that come to a boil and put your shrimp in the last and put it over rice it's amazing and what's your favorite uh, or your best shrimp recipe I have to say the low country boil shrimp hey, potatoes boil corn right crawfish boil it all hey, in one pot so you ladies one, tell me this so the average person because I've had good shrimp and bad shrimp you know when a person boils shrimp um, I know obviously maybe the size is going to depend on how long you leave it what, what is pretty much the average length of time that a person that's so if I want to go home and make some uh, 
Shrimp cocktail. Three minutes. Three minutes of what? Three minutes of full boil. Shut them off, pour that water off, and chill them So what's full boil? 350 degrees, I guess, maybe? or 212. Water boils at 212 degrees. So full boil, dump them in for three minutes, and then yank them out. Pull them out, put them on What I do is I'll I'll put my seasoning, my water in a pot, bring it to a boil. I'll throw my shrimp in, bring it back to a rapid boil, and take them off. Do you ever get... you ever get to the point like me where you're around seafood all the time? I guess you're around it technically, aren't you? Why don't you handle it and everything? Absolutely, every do you, day. Do you get do you get to the point where you don't want to eat it because you're around it? No, sir. No? I love it. I could eat it every day. Okay, yeah, me too. How about you? Oh, yeah. I could take it home every day and eat it. Yeah. See, I, I, I do like shrimp, though. It's just something about being around fish. You ever feel like you smell like it all the time and everything? It's like shrimp salad. Like I said, Forrest Gump. Shrimp yeah. salad. Shrimp salad. Me and Ty. Fried shrimp. Yes. Shrimp. Shrimp kebabs. This is the yeah, Got you. Well, that's cool, man. I've learned more about shrimp than I do, and I have them my whole entire life. Yeah, we haven't even really scratched the surface on uh you know some of the topics on shrimp tonight uh, so far. So there's a lot more to learn, I think. But she may start charging us by the hour. We keep asking her questions. I think we, uh, you know, we'll cover. Uh, we'll have, have to part two with these ladies. Obviously, I think uh, it's a good way to go. All right, so folks, if you want to, one more time, you want to go get get the best seafood up in up in the northeast Florida area. They need to go where? Lofton Creek Seafood and More. And give us the address and phone number. Four six three four seven nine State Road two hundred in Uly, Florida. You guys have you guys have a website by any chance? I do. What's the website? The website address is. Um, it's actually located on the Facebook page. Um, I believe it's <laughs> loftoncreekseafood.wordpress.com. You, you guys sound like us now. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean to catch you off guard. I just thought it. No. Pop up I, I have so they really can go had... on Facebook though, and they, they can find the website they wanted to. Yes. If people want to order seafood, they have to come in to the store. Can they order it online and then come pick it up, or is it all? No, you have to come to the store, and okay. we'll take care of your seafood needs. And it's all seafood, not just shrimp. We just talked about shrimp here tonight, but you yeah. guys sell a, a wide variety of. I of carry seafood. everything but the kitchen sink. Oysters, you got some good oysters here. Some uh, Florida oysters as well as carry uh, live crawfish, fresh cooked crawfish. Yeah, we can her house having a little country Snow bowl. crab legs, Man, king crab legs. You should Dungeness see crab. some of the food that she posts on her Facebook page. Are we friends on Facebook? Are you not friends on Facebook? It's amazing. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of nights I'm telling my wife I'm going to Bonnie's house to eat. I mean, it's she, stuffed, I love to cook. stuffed crabs. I mean, just uh, it's everything. It's just amazing. Some seafood of the stuff. Is that, my that makes me want to eat seafood there, you know. But uh, it's just the whole, it's the whole fish thing about being around it every single day. But. Well, we appreciate you, you guys, you ladies, I should say, coming on, and thank you for being our first lady guest. As hey, a matter we fact. appreciate well, not, y'all not first lady guest, giving but, us know, the opportunity to speak. No, I, I enjoy it. Thanks for it. inviting us. See, folks, you, you can actually learn something from uh, females, you know, and uh, very intelligent females, you know, and uh, hey, don't be too egotistical. We're, not we're too, very uh, smart, and yeah, we're absolutely. fishermen just like you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I've been absolutely just digging a hole here, aren't I? No, I'm being, I'm being serious. I mean, it's, it's I, amazing how much... We didn't have to call her husband, in other words, to find out everything that she knows. My point, you know, I mean, that's you, what I'm trying to say. You'd be wasting your time because he don't know. I half didn't say of that now. I, I did not say that. I'm just saying that. You notice how when Donnie starts talking, I just get quiet. Yeah, yeah, sure just, do. Let him, just let him go. But I'm gonna have to edit all that out right, right there, though. But no, we do appreciate you ladies coming on, and it's been hey, a pleasure. We appreciate you both. Uh, nice meeting you guys, and ladies, in person uh, finally, and look, look forward to part seeing two. you on part two. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep, all we'll right. be thank there. You. All right, thank you very much, and thank you to the underground. Down Under. Yeah. What's the it called? Down Under <laughs> Restaurant. Oh, it's, not, it's the Down Under? The Down Under Restaurant. See, I can't even. I we were at the Underground. Yeah. Down Under with the man with the red shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, this whole time, I thought it was called the 
I got you. It doesn't matter. Whatever. We're here in Bernadine's all I know. Hey, I just go where I'm told, y'all. I'm just the pretty face, you know. They say, go here, go there. And then, you know, hey, guys, you listen to the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Check us out on the web at backwaterhustle.wordpress.com or check us out on Facebook at Backwater Hustle, the fishing podcast. You can reach us at bckwaterhustle at gmail.com and hit us up on Instagram at at bckwaterhustle. This has been the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Out. stated on the show are not to be considered as endorsed by Backward Hustle, the fishing podcast. Visitors are urged to use their own discernment to draw their own conclusions. All information, products, services, and use of this podcast is for personal use only. Backward Hustle, the fishing podcast does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained within this podcast. Any services or products provided by Backward Hustle, the fishing podcast, and its contributors should be used solely for entertainment and enjoyment. We emphasize the importance of keeping an open mind and not construing the data, products, and or topics as factual Backward Hustle.